still in Jude. Let me go back and read verse 1 as we flow into verse 2. Jude, slave of Jesus Christ, then brother of James, to those in God the Father, having been loved and having been kept called in Jesus Christ. Now, verse 2. Mercy to you. Elias, humane. Mercy to you. Now notice the way the, the, the pronoun flows, to you. Let's go back to the first word there in verse 2, Elias. That word translates into mercy or compassion. It is, it is a New Testament word that comes out of the Old Testament word chesed. It's, it's translated, that Hebrew word in the Old Testament is translated um, uh, loving kindness, mercy. But it means covenant love or loyal covenant love. This is something that comes to you. Now remember, He's speaking to the believers in Christ. Something is flowing out from God the Father and Jesus Christ. And the first thing he mentions is mercy. Mercy or compassion or covenant love to you. God has established a covenant with us. And in that covenant, God assumes the responsibility of creating the covenant, of establishing the covenant with those whom he would, and then making sure that the covenant works to its, to its completion, that it's kept, that it's done right. So all of this mercy, all of this passion, all of this covenant love, this whole thing flows forth from God. So it is God who is giving it, bringing it to us, imposing it, if you will, on us, his covenant love. Now, we were dead in trespass and sin. We couldn't have asked for that. Uh, we couldn't have even prayed for it. It's a, it's a gift. You know, they talk about grace and mercy. Uh, one is giving you something you don't deserve, and the other is not giving you something you deserve. Mercy is the compassionate love, loyal love of God that God establishes himself. We don't really have anything to do with it. Uh, it, is, it is God who extends this and gives it to us, and this is just a stated fact. It, there's nothing here about if this, or there's no, there's no condition to it. It's unconditional. Mercy to you. It's a personal pronoun. I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a definite statement that makes a connection from God Almighty to those who belong to Him. He has He has uh, loved us, having been loved. We are having been loved and having been kept, called. So we are we are uh, we are those in God, and He extends this mercy to us. So it's ours. 
God sees to it that He sees to it that it's ours. It belongs to us. It's part of who we are. It's part of our identity in Christ. God has mercy toward us. Next thing he says, and peace. Peace. Christian, Christian peace. What do we say about Christian peace? Arene, kaarene, peace. It is a lovely word of quietness and rest. Now, this comes to us from God. We can't establish this ourselves. Mercy to you and peace to you. A a quiet rest. It, It comes from ancient Greek thought that speaks of joining together to make as a whole um, essential parts brought together and joined beautifully to make a whole, to make the whole. So what is extended now from God to us beyond mercy is peace. The wrath of God does not abide on us. Really, in lives of faithfulness toward God, we should never feel disquieted. Now, sometimes we get in an uproar. I understand that. And and that's when we have a struggle with the flesh. But what we are called to do in the Bible is to rest in Christ, who is our Sabbath. We're to rest completely in Him. Even in the worst times of life, we're to live lives of faith, understanding that He is absolutely in control, and whatever is happening in life is in His control and will somehow, some way, someday bring glory to Him. Now, that's the peace that He gives to us. I would submit to you that believers in Christ can walk quietly in hard times in ways that cannot be comprehended or understood by the world because we have this quiet peace, this oneness in our Lord, in our God, in our Creator. We are we're, we're joined, we are joined together in Him, as we are told in the earlier verse. So mercy comes from God to us. Peace comes to God from us. Here's the last phrase in verse 2. And love be multiplied. Mercy to you and peace and love be multiplied. Be multiplied to you. These three things, mercy, peace, and love. Now, we, we hear a lot about agape love and the, the contrast between that and phileo love and all. Agape love is the benevolent love that has nothing but 
goodwill, and the highest esteem placed upon the one to whom um, it's extended. In, in, in ancient Greek, it, 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 was, it was a word used of those who were preferred above all others. So it's a word of preferred love. People have a, a mistaken idea about the love of God uh, in the world today. They don't read the Bible. They don't read the Bible. When it, God is love. He first loved us. We love because he first loved us. But now that's a very personal, uh, that's from the writing of John, and that's a very personal statement that speaks of believers in Christ. There is a preferential love from God extended to those who have been his from before the foundation of the world. He has chosen, he's called, he's elected them to himself. They are his own, they are his beloved, the ones for whom Christ died. So, so when, we, when we see this here in Jude, the earliest New Testament books all give us this, this same theological persuasion of, of uh, divine election and absolute eternal life. Sometimes the phrase eternal life is used flippantly in the Bible, or uh, among those who study the Bible, it isn't used flippantly in the Bible. In the Bible, when it says eternal life, it's what it means. It's a life that is eternal. It has no beginning, it has no ending. It's always been there. If it's in the mind of God, of course, it's always there. So this, uh, this preferential love this agape love, this preferential love, is that love extended to those who are God's own in Christ. That's different. That's different from another kind of love. This is the highest, this is the highest uh, level of love that God extends to those in Christ Jesus or in Jesus Christ. Now then there's this last little phrase here be multiplied. Mercy to you and peace and love be multiplied. Now that's uh that's a great uh <laughs> that's a great uh way to define what God is doing for us. This is something that is exponential. Uh if if we can if we can understand uh the greatness of that in our lives, something that adds to itself exponentially. Mercy and peace and love. So, so what are we saying here? This is something that God does for us that he keeps adding to. We can't outdo God we, obviously, we can't be more merciful than God is. We can't find any greater peace than what God extends. And we can't, we can't ever exhaust the love of God, this preferential love that God gives to his own. So here's a, here's a great statement of comfort from Jude to the believers in Jesus Christ Mercy to you and peace and love be multiplied.
be multiplied. Um, God just piles it on ad infinitum. God does this. Now remember, it, it came to you, human, human, to you be multiplied. Now, does that mean that this is just specifically for God's own who are in Christ? Well, I would say so, yeah. I don't see any others mentioned here. So we have this great privilege as believers to know and to understand that God's mercy extended to us is far greater than anything we would ever deserve. So we can say the same about his peace and his preferential love that he gives to his own. So here in the first two verses, Jude has identified from whom the epistle comes and to whom it is directed. So this is a general letter. This isn't a letter like a letter to the Philippians or something. This is a general letter for the church. And how wonderfully he describes these attributes uh, that God gives to us, extends to us mercy, peace, and love, all of which are exponentially multiplied in life. What a wonderful and great blessing to know that in God's grace, he does this for us. He's He's loyal to us in his love, his compassion, and in the peace that he gives to us, uh, in the preferential love he extends to us. And he does this even though we don't deserve it. He does this to us in Christ Jesus because at the end of all things, God will be greatly glorified for all of this. going to stop there. God willing, we'll pick up with verse 3 uh, next time. Mm-hmm.